Billy King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the QCO Podcast with your host, Danny Travis, now in here. Hoping that all of you had a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. But we're back like a heart attack. I don't know. That's a weird saying. <laughs> back like a heart attack? I guess they're saying have a heart that, attack like, back. What do they call it? Pulmonary implosions? Embolism? Oh. <laughs> Pulmonary embolism? <laughs> Pulmonary implosions. <laughs> but maybe they're just kind of saying, like, once you have one, then... You're prone to have another. <laughs> Maybe. I, don't know. Maybe. I mean, the the really that would have been a good question for Alan's idiom episode a few <laughs> couple months back. Yep, quite a few months back. Yeah. <laughs> There's an end stemmy and a stemmy. The stemmy is the one that you don't want. It's called. It's the really bad one that will kill you right away. It's, I don't want a stemmy. It's a st elevated myocardial myocardial infarction. That's what it stands for. stemmy means. Not that. So if you had a heart attack <laughs> after you passed gas, would that be an infarction? <laughs> oh. A myocardial infarction? <laughs> uh. We could just have a whole episode on conditions that we come up with. <laughs> I think the main difference is that one of them, you're totally blocked in the artery. The other is you're not all the way blocked. So, Okay, well... <laughs> We're gonna now get this stemmied that forward. conversation. Get it? Got thank, it? Good. Thank Stimey. you all for We're joining stymied. us uh, for this week's episode. Um, we're going to be talking about hollow earth theory. And if you're sitting there thinking like, "What is that?" You are in my boat because um, I don't really know what it I'll is. I'll give you a hint. It's a theory it's a, about, about a hollow earth. A hollow earth, which is very dumb because I've have you been to the I've, middle of the earth? No, but I've used a shovel. And I've gone down pretty far. Um, well, I'll give you some insight into how far you would have to go. Is that a lot? As we talk okay, about as it. We, we had it. No, if like, I'll give you some insight. And then you just went quiet. Here in Utah, <laughs> we have the Kennecott Copper Mine. Yeah, we've, that, we've dug a quite a hole. bit. It's true. Quite, but they started deep. on a mountain. So oh. they kind of handicapped themselves. Because really, what are they? Are they even down to the valley level? Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we're going to get to that. We'll, t- we'll talk a little bit about it. Um, before we do that, though, as always, we have a quick question. And today's quick question is, what conspiracy theory would you want to know more about? So we're not actually during, in, in our answers here, um, we had the idea that we're going to come up with these conspiracy theories that we'd like to learn more and then we'll, we'll just mention them, but then we'll actually use that later um, for another episode or two. Maybe we, all, we throw all of our conspiracy, conspiracy theories together or for one episode, or maybe they're long enough that we can have each individual one. So, And with that said, I think this is actually a good time that uh, if you, the listener, have any conspiracy theories that you would like to know more about, hit us up on social media or let us know some way so that maybe we can dig into that yeah. as well. Cause there's um, probably a bunch that we don't even know exist. Oh, there's tons. Yeah. So, so but this many. way you guys might be more excited about your own than you are about ours, but who knows? Maybe yours is ours and ours is yours. All right. So how about one of you goes first? Cause I got to pull mine up. <laughs> I'll go first. So the conspiracy theory that I want to know more about 
is uh, the theory, the conspiracy theory that NASA has actually found actual life on Mars, but they're just hiding it because they want they want um, they don't want the public to freak out about us colonizing Mars. Like they're in this theory, the end game is for NASA to colonize Mars. But if there's life there already then people would be like, well, now we can't colonize it because then we'd be destroying the life that's already there. And that's bad. We can't do that. So, yeah. NASA's hiding the fact that they've discovered life from, so, from the public is the theory. Freaking I, I think that's a good one. But I do want to point out, could we have possibly have guessed that Alan would have gone off Earth? That is why I did not do... Uh, any conspiracy theories in that genre because <laughs> I knew Alan would cover it. No, it actually did, would be interesting to see theory. what I think sometimes as interesting as the conspiracy itself, it's what people like why they think the conspiracy even exists in the first yeah. place, if that makes sense. So that'd be interesting. Um, I can go next. Yeah. The conspiracy that I would like to know more about is actually one that happened fairly recently. Um, I believe it was 2014. Um, I would like to know more about the Malaysian Airlines flights MH370. Oh, that, that is supposedly disappeared. I already know where it went. It went to the island in Lost. Yes. <laughs> Which, because it was like time travel too, right? So like that's why they were able to go back in 2005 or whenever Lost uh-huh. started. And it was a Malaysian flight. Was it really? show. Yeah, I think there was like that, like, uh, not turnover not cover up and i think i think that lap over yeah. the overlap that's, that's probably because i think statistically like it seems like most airplane crashes happen in that same area I of will, the world i will just not fly malaysia in the airlines. indian the indian ocean i think it is yeah so i mean obviously I'm, i would be interested in not knowing what happened with that flight because ob- like it's just in 2014 i remember thinking like how do we lose an airplane like through all the technology we have and radar and satellites and all that? Like, how do you literally lose yeah. an airplane? Um, so it'd be interesting to kind of dig into that side of it to see like what went wrong and how they actually lost the airplane. But at the same time is sad to even have to admit, but in 2014, I went through a period, uh, like a significant period of my life where I must've just not been paying attention to the news. Um, maybe it was just like a lack of, carrying or what but you said in 13 and 14 well like in 2014 when this occurred i found out when i went to i used to be in a bowling league (laughs) i went bowling in my bowling league and someone in my league said so what do you think about this whole malaysian air like airplane flight thing like disappearing and i'm like what are you talking about and like you don't you're like whatever you know i'm like no seriously what are you talking about and then turns out it disappeared a full seven days before I learned about it. Like it was a week that I did not know about this flight. So well, after that, did you just not talk to anybody in that week. Cause you wouldn't well, even everyone talk, I talked to watch the news, say anything. I didn't watch the news. I apparently don't pay attention to things on Facebook or social media back then. I didn't like everything. Like I was just cut off from except for sports pretty much. And so in the, in the end, I, have made it a point that each day I at least just kind of check the news to see what's going on in the world so I don't miss another disappearing flight or major event. <laughs> All right. Well, mine is 
um, the conspiracy theory or urban legend called Paul is Dead. And that is uh, Paul McCartney. And uh, that whole theory behind oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that song that, like, if you play it backwards, um, that it says Paul is dead. But the whole idea is that he died in... A car accident, right? I don't know if it was a car accident, because I didn't look that far, far into it. Um, but, like, November of 1966, and was secretly replaced by a lookalike. So, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. I've always, like, known about it. I've heard about it, you know. Uh, but never really looked into it, so I would like to do a little bit more research on that. Isn't there also conspiracy That was theory? actually one of my runner-ups. Gosh, dang it, Danny! <laughs> so, I would like to know more about it, too, though, because I do vaguely remember something about it, but it is something... I want to say it was like, he actually died in a car accident, but they didn't... It was like right when they were hitting like huge fame, and they didn't want to like miss out on that so they replaced him with like a lookalike and then he was like sworn to secrecy like he could never tell anyone or something yeah we'll learn more about it later is so. there just like a conspiracy theory surrounding each of the Beatles deaths cause like I swear there's a John Lennon one I don't know if there's a uh, conspiracy yeah well with him I don't, well no just some dude shot him but it was a crazed fan but anyway I'm sure or we'll, so, they, or so say. they say. But all right, well, let's get into the main topic here. For centuries, there has been a legend of a land untouched by time. Authors have written about it, explorers have vanished searching for it. And one man will set out to discover the truth. A journey to the center of the earth. It wasn't just science fiction. It's inspiration. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and that's what the Hollow Earth is about. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> so, yeah, that is uh, from the movie Journey to the Center of the Earth. I think, what was that, Trav? Early 2000s? Yeah, it had to have been. It was like after the mummies and before his complete and total disappearance <laughs> from film. <laughs> So that is true. He's not really around every very much anymore. What was his like very? It was it Encino Man. Was that like his very I big, love his Encino Man? Giant like big movie. His big break. Probably because I can't think of anything before that. He not like, that I was necessarily paying attention. But he likes your cones. <laughs> <laughs> we the jippings. Polly Shore. Is Polly Shore like your favorite actor, Trap? No, but he's in some good stuff. <laughs> He's another guy that's basically disappeared. Though. Yeah. Well, I think everybody still, got tired of his because he was pretty much the same person in like every the same single, yeah. Typecast. I think he still like runs like the comedy store or some famous historic uh stand up comedy place in LA and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Like his well, family sure came still, from stand up, I yeah, think. I'm sure he's still doing like working at something, but as far as movies go, anyone in Encino Man Wait, isn't the other guy in Encino Man um, the Hobbit dude? Yeah, it's oh. so. Who would have thought that he would have like the best career? Elijah Wood? No, no, uh, Samwise. Samwise, the other one. Oh too. yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're radio. Gonna... Wait, what's that movie he's in? Rudy. Radio? Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> what's radio? There's yeah. Radio Flyer with Elijah Wood. Oh, okay. maybe you were thinking that. <laughs> well, <laughs> radio is like when you. I mean, I can explain There's the also background a movie of called it, but... Radio with Cuba Gooding Jr. 
Um, see if is that football? I don't know. It's when you go in your car know. and you like turn on the dial. Radio. Uh, <laughs> it's all based on waves <laughs> and different hertzes. I'm pretty sure the electromagnetic spectrum. Yeah. So that's radio for you. Okay. Anyway, let's get into this. The Hollow Earth theory. You're the one who was holding us up. <laughs> um, just a quick side note on this as we get into it. Trav does have prior obligations, um, so he may have to step out at some point during this episode. But Alan and I will just take it from there, and we'll finish it out. So I will try and give you as many awesome comments and commentary and jokes as possible to help you fill the rest of the time with the void that I leave as I <laughs> <laughs> as I depart. I have the Go- void. Yeah. No pun intended the that void. we're talking to about the hollow There's earth. There's definitely theory. a pun intended. Oh. Actually, there was no pun intended, but I'm glad I said it. Let's get to the void. Okay. <laughs> so, well, let's get into this. Like, let's give up, uh, Trav an opportunity to shine here really quick. So, why don't you guys both just give me what you would just imagine or assume the hollow earth theory is about. I'm assuming none of you guys have, like, dug into it yourselves. <laughs> so, Doug. Oh, there's so many puns. (laughs) No, I have not, uh, mostly because I wanted to kind of leave it up to uh, just, you know, learning, I don't know, spontaneous commentary, you know, helps (laughs) in these situations. So I didn't really want to know a lot about it. Figured you also was running out of time um, to actually do anything. So, but as far as I know, hollow earth theory is about the middle of the earth being hollow um and maybe people living there i don't know like very, are people living there very astute <laughs> and i don't that, know why I, I, I can't actually even give you like a yes or no to that um because it depends is really the end there's a lot of it depends when it comes okay. to this theory i mean i guess the question i really have is why kind of like with the uh Flat know, with, well, flat earth, but just with a lot of, well, I get where the flat earth kind of comes from because, you know, we were, as far as scientifically, you know, scientific purposes go, like we did not have the technology to tell us that the earth wasn't flat back then. And so that was just what they believed. Well, now we definitely have the science or the scientific technology and all that to tell us we've had people go to space and look at the earth, but yet they still think it's flat. Whatever, but I'm just sitting there thinking, like, why did somebody want to? Why did somebody come up with this conspiracy theory? Like, why do they need to? Why is it important yeah. for the wor- the the Earth to be hollow? So I hope I can kind of answer that for you, okay. actually, throughout this. But Alan, any thoughts to add to that, or any? What are your original thoughts as far as what the hollow Earth theory? So is? my original thought was like that maybe it's somehow related to the flat Earth theory like i mean or is my question is is it related to the flat earthers at all or is it just like a completely different sect of people so you think or is it like earth, a mer- is it like a merge is- merger of the two that somehow because like so much of the flat earthers theories have been disproven that now they're like moving toward this hollow earth some for some reason <laughs> Like, oh, no, uh, that's what it is. So you're, I'm just trying to picture. So you're thinking that they believe that the earth is flat, like a disc, but also hollow. What part would be hollow? No, I'm saying, I'm saying that flat earthers came along 
put oh. out all these theories, but then, then are scientifically are like transitioning to and the yeah, so Earth some of them are transitioning over to the hollow Earth theory. So like because we cannot go because with when mainstream, we, we have to come up exactly because like we got into with flat earthers, a lot of it was like kind of the community. They enjoyed yeah. being a part of this community, and kind of they banded together as the they felt like they were the outcasts of society and that banded them together as brothers or something like that. <laughs> yeah. like, so they so, felt they felt they found their own community and felt at home there but since science was disproving all that that some of them started migrating toward this other non like weird theory that maybe is not i mean i cannot speak and say that for sure nobody has ever transitioned from flat earth to hollow like, okay, earth, fine. Hollow earth it's to flat not earth. flat it's round but it's at least doesn't have any material inside <laughs> it's totally <laughs> void well because you got with the flat earthers you started getting oh this kind of dome so now you have like half a sphere like a like it's a snow globe almost you know mm. So it's not that big of a transition to just go to. Okay. Well, I don't think they ever said that was a dome. They're just saying, showing you like that's the atmosphere is in that domey part. And plus they have to build like when they're building their maps and they have to put a glass covering over the top, they put it in a dome. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know that there's any real transition between and, the two. Just and also kind of like Trav. I don't think there is. My Also, my main question is just like, why? Purpose why okay. so won't you answer that question so Flat, why we'll go through this and hopefully i answer that um but basically right now i can give you guys kind of what the overall like the thing is that's confusing is there's different variations of the theory um so it's not like every single hollow earthist if that's what they're called is going to earther earther is going to believe these exact things but this is kind of I compiled all of the main beliefs that they have and just kind of put them in here. So right now they kind of believe that the earth's crusts is yes. Yeah, so the earth is hollow, right? And then the earth's crust is around it. The earth's crust though is 800 miles thick. Oh, so that would explain why Trav, when he digs for his swimming pool or whatever is probably not quite getting to <laughs> 800 miles. Pool. <laughs> I've just used a shovel is my point. <laughs> So you might have got like I've seen people buried at least six feet. Yeah, but maybe not eight hundred miles. And I've seen, yeah, uh, foundations dug for homes that are deeper than that. I don't know, probably like fifteen, maybe even twenty feet. I don't know. Um, But they also believe that there is two openings: one at the North Pole and one at the South Pole. And each of these openings that leads into the inner Earth is actually like 4,000 miles wide. Right there, for me, like that's the first red flag. <laughs> Have you guys seems... seen a hole that's 4,000 miles wide? Because <laughs> that seems pretty excessive. So bigger than the United continental United States. Yeah, that's a giant hole on both sides. <laughs> and it's very specific. It's at the North and South Pole where... It would be real easy to just take a quick look on a, you know, satellite, satellite image. Yeah, and just be like, no, yep, no, North and South <laughs> Pole are still intact with zero holes. <laughs> um, they also, and in fact, the North Pole, it's it's just an ice cap. It's not land there, right? 
the North Pole is like the ocean, but just ice capped over. That's where Santa lives. It's not a continent. Of course there's land. So maybe that's where they're getting away with like thinking like, well, it's just underneath the ice. But there's there'd a be hole. a 4,000 mile hole where water is just pouring into. I know. It's, it's hard to come up with like a solid argument for the hollow earth. Okay. I will give you that. Um, I'm going to do my best. And as to give these guys a fair shot at, at explaining what they believe. Um, but they also believe that inside of the hollow earth is a floating sun. So we have a sun inside of our earth. So the core. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, it's all empty space except for the middle is this sun that half of it is the light side of the sun and half of it is a dark sun. So I guess they're thinking that the sun is there in the middle and then as the earth rotates around the sun it's either daytime or nighttime depending on which side of the sun you're on at that given moment is my understanding okay of what they believe um once you get into the hollow earth another question people would have is like well okay so say you found this four thousand mile hole and you hopped on in right wouldn't you just fall yes but apparently gravity works differently and so, actually, you don't fall. You just cross the threshold, and then you just end up upside down. Except for you, you'd feel like you're right side up, but you're just like on the interior walls of the Earth. And now the gravity is there because they're basically saying all the like you have all the crust around you, so you have all that mass in the crust, and that's what's generating the gravitational pull. So whether you're on the outside or the inside, you're still being gravitationally pulled down towards the crust Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes (laughs) you look like you have a comment it just sounds funny being pulled down towards the crust (laughs) (laughs) and we're not talking about i don't like crust (laughs) so yeah that's kind of how they believe gravity uh works but they also believe that half the earth's uh, mass and Alan might be able to answer this a little bit better than I can, but they believe that half the Earth's mass is involved in the crust in the 800 mile thick crust, right? And then also half the mass is contained in that sun in the interior. So if half the mass is in the crust and half the mass is in that sun, is it the fact that we're just standing on the crust and that's why we're being held to it? Because wouldn't there be some kind of like pulling gravitational pull back and forth between this? same mass amount of sun that's in the center of the earth and the crust. Yes. So if you were to <laughs> Let, well, go, go ahead, Alan. <laughs> okay. First of all, in the real world, like our crust is nowhere near half the mass of the earth. Cause we have a giant iron core in real life, which is made of iron. So it's way denser and, the crust is like, I don't know the exact dimensions, but it's something like 30 kilometers may- deep or something. Is that what I you're know. saying? I think, I've, it is, I think I've heard about it's likened to like maybe the skin of an apple. Yeah. On. I mean, yeah, I can answer. If you were, if you were to take everything out of the earth and only leave the crust, um, it would be equivalent to 0.4% of the earth's mass. Yeah. So, Literally, like less than half a percent yeah. of the Earth's mass would be all of the crust. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> yeah, so it's not half of the Earth's mass is in the crust. 
Um, so you're not going to get that much gravitational pull from that. Anyways. Don't they realize... If, if, and if there was a sun in the center of the Earth, the Earth would collapse. I mean, unless there's structures inside holding the shell up, like giant pillars crossing the void from one end of the Earth to the other on the inside, then the, enti- the shell would, would crumble and collapse into a spinning disk like... Like um, like the flat earthers, believe. like a protoplanetary disk. That's how it becomes yeah. flat. But then you would have a sun inside, and you would just end up with a solar system, because <laughs> that's exactly how a solar system is born. Like you have a big spinning cloud of gas and dust called the solar nebula, and then it's spinning at its equator, which gives it like some centrifugal force there outward so it's like when you spin dough pizza dough the spinning makes it flatten out and where it's not spinning at the poles that just falls in because of gravity it just so it creates a protoplanetary disk maybe the flat earth so basically something trap well so basically what you're talking about is just creating a solar system where the sun in the middle and then the crust of the earth creates a little planet yeah. so <laughs> let's say they want to get and the in little there. planet would not be hollow they just jump through that four thousand wide four thousand mile wide hole and they just fall and just see just like, and they get to the sun and it's just like <laughs> they just fizzle out yeah. they but, just so i mean that's i guess why they have to believe that you are still stuck to the crust just on the interior walls of the crust instead of falling so but i have i have heard like if there there is like some like if we could build it future uh transportation system where if you could if you could drill a hole like right down through the center of the earth or it doesn't even have to be exactly through the center it can be like you know going from this point to this point through the earth's crust or whatever but if you jump in the hole say it was from north pole to south pole and you were in like a capsule that you just dropped from the North Pole, it would go down, accelerate, accelerate, and then once it got past the the midpoint. center or midpoint, then it would start decelerating. And then it would bring and it you back. Would, and you would pop out the South Pole like whoop, exactly with the... Like you could literally zero, just step out. Yeah, yeah, as zero... It's not um, like you would fly out. Velocity. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. There's also the Coriolis effect, I believe it's called. Where, because the Earth is spinning so fast, how yeah. many? How fast is like sixteen hundred meters per second, or maybe in meters, like miles per sec, or not per second, per hour? It's going like a, a little bit over a thousand, maybe eleven hundred miles per hour. Yeah, well, meters are a lot shorter than miles. Oh, you said meters per second. I thought you said um, meters. But anyway, the point is, like, if you were to just like fall, right, Trav? And you're it's spinning that fast, you'd actually get pushed because you're on the earth and it's moving. So when you jump, you're actually still moving at that speed this way. But as you go down, you would just that you would do this fade thing and you would eventually just like run into the wall. Like the Gravitron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did an experiment apparently at some point where there was like a mile deep shaft and they decided, what's going to happen if we th- throw bowling balls down here? So they did. And then when they did that, the bowling balls never showed up at the bottom. So somehow they must have, I don't know, like gotten embedded into the <laughs> side wall or something. 
<laughs> so that's kind of a, another thing. But these are the these are things that are who's, yes, who's proving, the, who's, or showing why it would be very difficult for this theory to be to hold any water. I just want to know who the idiot was that volunteered to be at the bottom watching for them. <laughs> <laughs> He's just lucky that uh, Coriolis effect actually. Because we are up here on the crust, so the people living up here, we could be called crusties. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, so let's do this. What we're going to do is I'm just going to explain how they got here. So it's going to be like a little travel through time, I guess, if you want. Um, we'll go through because sometimes theories are developed and you wonder why and how they got there. So the reason. Uh, originally, it was they can date it back to uh, 1664. A German named uh, Kircher published a book called Mundus Subtraneus. And within that book, I can tell you, he says, in the book, he claimed that the Earth's con- or contains a central fire and vast underground lake and lava chambers. At the North Pole is a gaping vortex that sucks water down to the central fire where it is heated and expelled out the South Pole. So, Ironically, he's pretty, he's kind of right in the fact that there's like an internal central fire, meaning like there's the molten magma in outer interior, I guess you could say, um, and lava chambers and stuff. And actually they have found water 400 miles below their surface. So that almost like explains the lake. So it's kind of funny that he actually was possibly fairly accurate on a lot of this stuff. Um, but the thing is, Kircher had no scientific backing on his claims. Like he was, he just made it up completely. Um, so that's what happened. But then several years later, in 1692, you guys know who uh, Edmund Haley is? No. So nope. he's. Do you guys know Haley's comet? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. So he's the one that discovered Haley's comet. But apparently, he also believed in the hollow earth theory. So he came up with a theory, but his was actually somewhat based in science because he was a scientist. Um, so he came up with a essay that he called what curiosity in the structure, the hollow earth of in science. Um, so he came up with like a model that wasn't just how we explained it. Like, Oh, it's just a hollow earth with a sun in the middle. His model was more of, we have this earth, but it's comprised of four different levels. So we have the level on the exterior, which is earth where we are. Right. And then inside of that is another smaller ring about the size of Venus. Within that is another smaller ring, the size of Mars. And then within that is another smaller ring, the size of uh, Mercury. So he's basically, it's almost like he's saying there's like a planet within a planet within a planet. But then also they are all rotating in different directions. And apparently through this rotation is how he can describe how gravity works and how the earth is able to maintain uh, an electromagnetic field and an atmosphere. Cause that's a huge deal. Like if you don't have the Bolton magma interior, yeah. then we technically shouldn't have a magnetic field around the earth protecting us. So, then people ask, well, okay, so how, if that's the case, and he also believed there's life down there, how would life survive if they were just like inside the earth? And so his answer to that was that they had luminous atmospheres. So somehow the atmospheres within that area were luminous and they actually could provide the nutrients for plants and stuff like that to actually create life. So there is life 
in each of these layers. So he also described it because back then it was popular belief that all of the celestial bodies or planets contain life. So he figured that this was God's way of basically creating a like a Wait, high what rise. Do you mean a luminous atmosphere, like uh, an atmosphere that would light up, and then just on the in- interior. Yeah, the- so probably like chemical properties. I would assume would be maybe the thought is like mm-hmm. some kind of chemical reaction creates luminosity, yeah. but it also is giving off light that can actually do create like photosynthesis hmm. and, and and provide life. So. He also kind of thinks of it as in, this is a high rise. So we build, like if we build a city and we need more space to live, we just build taller buildings, right? So he felt like this was God's way of building like a high rise. So he's like, well, there might be too much life just to be on the outside of the earth. So we're going to create these subterranean levels of life within the earth. And then not only that, it was also popularly believed that all planets would be built like this. So they would all have like different levels of life within them. <laughs> I like how they, I mean, they don't even have scientific evidence that our earth is hollow yet. They're now making claims. It's like, well, it's not just ours. I mean, like all planets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least they were saying like, we're not special. It's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've never been to any other planet really, but yeah, they're all hollow too. Like, what year was it that uh, Galileo was? I mean, obviously, he was around before this time, right? Because I don't think that he would have found Halley's Comet without a telescope. Gal- uh, yeah, uh, Galileo, I think he was, was he like, 1400s? I want to say, like, 400 years ago. Maybe 1400s. Okay. But anyway. I'll get back to you on that. That's beside the point. So now you kind of get an idea. There's a dude that just made it up, and then there, at least there's a dude in Haley uh, who is a scientist who actually came up with it. Um, and started moving this kind of theory forward. It's, it goes back to like at this time though, you almost can't blame them because they're just trying to figure stuff out. They don't have the means or the wherewithal necessarily to test these things appropriately. Right. Well, I'm, it's my time to pretty much leave, but I'm going to leave you on this note. I do blame them because it's a stupid, stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you didn't have anything. (laughs) How did you come up with this? How, you can't just make, I don't know. I mean, you can make stuff up and you can say, well, maybe this is my theory, but you can't say that it is this without having proof behind it. Yeah. And this is what all of these people don't, or all of these people have in common with like flat earthers, hollow earth theory, other conspiracies is that they do not have proof. They are all just theories. Yeah. Or <laughs> when they do try to prove things, they can't because that's not how it works. Because it's not how it's and, not how it is. And on the other side, there's overwhelming proof and evidence against their yeah. theory. It's like it's why been, why you gotta fight so hard just to be right when you are clearly wrong? It's okay to say you're wrong. It's okay <laughs> to say, "Oh, hey, I had this theory turned out." <laughs> Guess what? World is round. World isn't hollow. So I guess it depends what your view of like right and wrong is because there's like simple things that can be explained by some of their theories, but it's almost like they can't see past that and then why like something else would be able to also explain that same phenomenon or event. But Trav's got to go. Yep. Um, I think what we'll do if he's okay with it is hopefully he'll listen to the rest of this episode when we're done with it. 
and then maybe he can just give us any comments that he has in like a two minute spiel at some point in the future i can do that so thank you everybody we'll catch you next time for me but we're still here out (laughs) so alan and i are still here we're gonna finish this off um so to answer you about galileo he was born in 1564 and died in 1642 and when he First observed, I think this was around when he built the telescope. He first observed the four uh, main moons of Jupiter was in 1610. Oh, okay, but yeah, that makes sense. That jives so a little with the, over 400 years ago. The timeline of this because they're saying Haley uh, wrote this essay in 1692, so I'm assuming he would have found the Haley's comet sometime within you know give or take 10 years of that. Would be my guess. Um. Anyway, so once we get through Haley and his theory, we uh, move into 1818. So there's a gentleman by the name of John Cleves Sims. Um, he published a paper called The Circular Number no. 1 uh, in 1818. So Sims is the one who actually uh, implemented the thought that, hey, he kind of had a similar idea that Haley did, and then he implemented the two 4,000-foot or mile holes on either pole right so he's the one that why added did, that portion of the theory does it say why he added that like what's the purpose of that of adding no there's no purpose that i could see or that i saw that explains like we need them to be like this size because it explains how something works it's just kind of i think he just decided there's got to be openings <laughs> and so they're just we're gonna create these four thousand foot openings but not only did he and i don't know if he got that from something else and it just like it had built into his theory i'm not even you know i'm assuming that he didn't just completely well he may have made it up but i don't think he thought he made it up if Mm -hmm. if that makes sense because i believe that he really thought like this is how it is he thought there's some logic somehow to having these 4,000 mile holes. Yeah. And so like an exact quote from a circular number one, is he says, uh, if he, when he describes what the interior is like, he said it's a warm and rich land stocked with thrifty vegetables and animals, if not men. So he's basically hinting that there's life, uh, underneath in, in the interior of the earth. And it's just more of a matter of, is it just animals or is there actually intelligent life? Um, like actual men that Mm -hmm. live in the interior of the earth. Right. So that's kind of the next step that he's taking this to like, like, just like humans that either migrated there somehow or like a different offshoot of, of the, um, what do you call them? Like Neanderthals humans. Yeah. What's that whole genus or whatever called homo. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's homo sapien. Yeah, Homo sapien is like what ended up being humans, right? Yeah. And then there is Neanderthals and Homo erectus and yeah. different categories that ended up like not becoming humans, but were very similar. Yeah. If that, is that what you're asking? Yeah. So, yeah. so I don't know. I mean, because basically it, it sounds more like he felt like there were mole people living down there is ultimately Mm -hmm. what happened. So he's like, I believe there's this, but I don't know if he thought of them as like, oh, they're actually giant the moles. moles that are intelligent or if he just called them mole people because they live subterranean yeah um but do you believe that there was people or mole people 
underneath. And his thought process was, I'm going to go out and I'm going, you know, his selling point was like, Hey, we can, if we can get down there, this is like a whole nother society that we can start doing trades and, and build an economy around. Cause if we can find them, like, so basically it was more of like a, Hey, it could be lucrative for us yeah. to find them and actually like be, you know, get this relationship going mm-hmm. with them. So that was the next, his selling point as far as like, we need to do an expedition. We need to go up to North America or to the North pole and we need to find this opening. And so that we can go down and befriend these people that are down there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of his thought process. Um, through his life. So he kind of basically dedicated his life to it. He met a guy by the name of James McBride, who was a millionaire from Ohio. Um, he got him, you know, to buy into the theory. So between his connections um, and in Sims, McBride and Sims were able to basically go to Congress and lobby to get this expedition um, approved. And so U.S. Congress. Yeah. So they were Americans. So they're American. Yeah. So they went to Congress um, one of the people that really bought completely into the theory was John Quincy Adams, who <laughs> was our sixth president of the United States. Um, so ultimately between John Quincy Adams and these two guys, they were able to get a vote going in Congress on whether or not they should execute this um, expedition mm-hmm. to the North Pole to find this hole uh, that would lead them to the interior of the earth. In doing so, it did end up getting losing in Congress, but the vote and vote was 56 to 46. So they actually were pretty close to getting this approved <laughs> and going on this expedition. Um, a lot of people, because John Quincy Adams was such a believer in the whole theory, a lot of people thought that if he would have been reelected for a second term, he would have just gone ahead and, and given approval and executed uh an expedition to the North pole to find this hole. So things could have been very different had he not lost his next election. And I'm trying to remember who he lost to, who the seventh president was, but I don't remember. Um, but wasn't it also like a super close vote when it came to the colonies voting to, um, band together and like fight the British yeah, declare, I think I do remember independence. That. Yeah, I do remember Is that, that um, somewhere in history books, I think. But I don't remember the exact count so, or anything like that. If it weren't for that super close vote either, things could be very different. That's true. Well, if it wasn't for that super close vote, then there probably would have never been this vote because we wouldn't have potentially had a country. Well, I don't know. Go back and listen to our time travel paradox <laughs> <laughs> episode. episode to find out see if it's possible just kidding but yeah so I, it's just kind of interesting how this theory kind of pops up from time to time throughout history and then kind of inserts itself and even potentially you know smart uh educated men are buying into this theory you mm-hmm. know at times um granted it's still early there's still a lot they didn't know or learn until after this yeah um, as far as how the earth works and stuff. Um, Cause back then probably if you said, no, there earth is just a series of different layers that ultimately comprise into a molten lava mantle. And inside that is a iron core. Like mm. that probably could have seemed just as weird to them back then as it does now, you know? Yeah. Um, 
But going from that time frame again, that vote happened in 1823 in Congress, uh, jumped to 1869, an American physician named Cyrus Reed Teed, whose very own brand of medicine combined alchemy with zaps of electricity and does and doses of magnetism, electrocuted himself so badly that he passed out. Which is just as well for when he came to, he realized that he was the living incarnation of Jesus Christ. Not only that, he also decided that the Earth is actually an inverted sphere. And this is the part I think you would find interesting. So it's an inverted sphere or sphere. So we look inside and in on, not out to the rest of the universe. So basically what he's saying is mm-hmm. that we actually already live on the interior of the earth and inside the earth is the universe, is the universe. that we and see. So we, we look, look up and we're thinking we're looking out but we're looking, but we're into looking the center into the center the of the earth. earth. And that's where so the universe is contained. The earth is larger than the universe. Bigger yeah. than the size of the universe. It contains the universe within it, apparently, is his thought process. Again, I don't necessarily think that he had any scientific backing <laughs> for his theory. I think he kind of just came up with it out of after he electrocuted himself and gave him doses of himself, doses of magnetism and whatever kind of alchemy uh, uh-huh. concoction he came up with. But anyway, it caused him to believe that. When was this again? Uh, that was in 1869. So, but the crazy thing is not only did he believe this, but he got enough people to believe it with him that he started a cult uh, in 1894 in Florida and they called their cult the Corshawn Unity and they had this community that they built there. Um, and it was there for about 14 years until he died in 1908. And then most of the cult disbanded. Um, but there was enough people that believed in this mm-hmm. theory that we were, the universe is contained within the earth instead of on the outside of the earth, which is visually kind of a cool thing to think about, but very little of that makes sense from a scientific yeah. or physics standpoint. Because if that were true, I mean, unless Earth's made out of like some material that can forever expand, like the crust is just creating new crust all the time, we know the universe is expanding and getting bigger and bigger. So, so in essence, you would have to be assuming the Earth itself is expanding yeah, it's and getting sort of bigger in, and bigger. In its, in its surface area it has to be getting bigger and bigger to contain this universe within yeah and i think sometimes it goes back to asking yourself the simple question of what's more probable yeah because it just seems less probable to me that the entire universe is contained inside of earth and not that the earth is just located in within the universe what that is doing is what's gone on throughout history for as long as we know like that's just trying to put us at the center of everything basically only this isn't putting us at the center of the universe but it is making us the special ones so like at the center of it you know like the universe is here for us yeah basically like that's true. I mean, that doesn't when, go back to when it used when to be the Earth yeah, was the, the center. Earth is the center of the universe. And the sun rotated around the, the Earth. The sun and the planets go yeah. around us. 
And then it was... The sun was the center of the universe. Well, and then the next theory after that, which was a step up, was, okay, we go around the sun, but the planets still go around us. And then we finally got the heliocentric, I think it's called, view where it's, okay, the sun's in the center, but but we and the planets go around that. But we're at the center of the galaxy. Turns out that's not true. We're like out... Well, I mean, I think more in the suburbs of our galaxy. At that point, their vision or or understanding of the universe was probably more of on the lines of a solar system base size. Um, Yeah, because it seems like anything that you see from back then is just always showing like the sun and the planets and the moons, but they don't really ever describe or talk about like, Oh, there's other galaxies and there's other solar systems and there's other, you know, yeah. Cause it wasn't outside until, of basically our solar system. It wasn't really until we had telescopes that we could re like look at other galaxies. And instead of like, I think galaxy actually means like gas cloud or nebula or something like that in Greek. I don't know what it is, but it wasn't until we had like powerful enough telescopes that we could actually resolve, oh, those are just giant other galaxies made up of that. And we can actually now resolve individual stars in those galaxies. So they're not just gas clouds within our own galaxy. They're outside of our galaxy. Yeah. And I could see that if you only saw like a fuzzy image of something that a galaxy could definitely look more like just like a puffy cloud. Like a nebula, yeah than individual parts that are creating something that is just like what we live in in this galaxy, in yeah. essence, right? So, that, I mean, I could see how they got to that conclusion, but yeah, I mean, obviously as humans advance and move forward and have better and better technologies and better understanding of everything, that's why we need to keep moving forward and change our points of view if we re- recognize yeah. that we're wrong, um, instead of maintaining the status quo of like well this is what it is like so no matter what proves or disproves it otherwise we're gonna stick with this answer right kind of thing so anyway after that cult disbanded in 1908 um it was in the 1940s that an air force admiral by the name of richard bird uh had heard these theories um he knew about the sims holes those big giant holes at the poles and Mm -hmm. He wanted to go fly over the North Pole and see if he could find it. So he did. He was the first one um, that they know of that actually flew over the entire North Pole and tried to find this hole. Well, he didn't ever say that he found an actual hole, but what he did say in his personal journal that he wrote down is that he flew over the North Pole, and as he passed the North Pole, there was a large expanse that was covered in lush green foliage in a place that shouldn't have been there. Like there should not have been like this, basically this jungle just sitting in the North pole. Um, he called this place, this area, the center of the unknown. So that was kind of something that he found. He put into his personal journals. I believe they were published later in life when his kid found his journals or something Mm. like that. Um, the interesting thing about this guy is he seems credible from the standpoint that he was like in the military, he was an admiral, you know, Mm -hmm. like he seemed, I mean, I didn't, I just from the, what I saw in like documentaries and stuff like that. But again, you can't really judge sanity from (laughs) an old documentary or anything like that. Um, 
But then once he did that, three years later, he decided, I'm going to go down and I'm going to fly over the South Pole. So he did. He went down, he flew over the South Pole, and he claims that when he was flying over the South Pole, he did find a giant hole that led to the center of the Earth. He flew down that hole. When he got inside, he found an advanced race of beings that lived down there that were super advanced. They even had UFOs of their own. Um, Basically, long story short, sounds like what he was describing was flying saucers. Um, (laughs) Actually, so in this story, to the mole people or whatever, yeah. He would have been like a UFO <laughs> coming in, like, oh my god, what is that? That's true. An alien from above, except for it's so clunky and <laughs> like crude and just it's not very advanced. It's like it's a propeller plane or what is this? Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree because UFO obviously just means unidentified flying object. It doesn't matter that it doesn't have to be from outer space or anything like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so like that's kind of what he and he he claimed he saw. So he went back to uh, I'm just assuming DC or whatever, um, and then tried telling people about it. Like, hey, I went down to the South Pole. This is what I found. This is what I saw. And then claims are that the government didn't want him to talk about it anymore, and so they shut him up. Basically, is like don't talk like about the this. government like, does. Yeah, like <laughs> we don't want anyone to know about the super advanced human race that lives inside the Earth and has flying saucers. Mm-hmm. So don't talk about it anymore. Kudos to you on finding the giant hole. Uh-huh. That is on in this located in the South Pole, apparently. So just kidding. But like there's so many com- conspiracy theories about how the government is covering stuff up. Which like I feel like recently I mean I really like don't believe all those conspiracy theories. But I feel like recently I can definitely see how people get that perception. Like especially with just not to be political, but like the whole Russia investigation and Trump and all that stuff and the Mueller report and how much of it is just like, well, that's all redacted because it's just classified. Yeah. That's all just classified and then redacted. I mean, we can't read this. We can't read these 500 pages because it's redacted and classified. Yeah. And it's like, how much stuff needs to be classified? And I don't know that it's really this way, but it always just looks like somebody took like a black marker and just crossed out all the stuff that you can't see. (laughs) But then you get some kind of crude photocopied copy of it. And so it's like, there's nothing. I mean, you're just like looking at like parts of paragraphs that are like you could actually see and read. And the rest is just all black, (laughs) blacked out with some kind of marker or something. But yeah, I mean, I can totally, yeah, I can see what you're saying as far as that kind of stuff goes. Um, but I think there is a lot of just, I don't know what the right word is for it, but like tr- moving, like, hey, like like a magic trick, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to show you, like, look over here when I'm really doing something over here. I mm-hmm. wonder how much of that goes on. But not just because it's the government, but just because people in power want to be able to control things in the way that they want to control things. So one of the ways you can do that as a country and or a person in power in a country is obviously to control the flow of information. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is when you like some information gets out, but not all of the information gets out. That's like a feeding ground for people to yeah. come up with their own theories and hypotheses and like, 
well, from what I know, because I somehow I have four pieces of this puzzle, I, this is what I can conclude or I can come up with, but there's, they're missing the other six pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. that would explain everything, you know? So I think there is probably some of that going on, but again, it's not like, a, like the government is people. We've like A plus this. B equals C. If you have all those pieces that you, that are like freely given to you, you're like, yeah, okay, that's, yeah. that's cool. But they a might be equal you- C, but then they leave you A plus B equals rejected. <laughs> you can't true. see this part. You're like, what is it? Well, not only it's that. It's got to be something. But they don't give you the squared. It's something crazy. And it's like a crucial piece of the formula. The what? The squareds. So like, oh, A squared plus B yeah, squared equals C squared. squared. But they're like A plus B equals redacted, but no squareds. So you're left with like this, like, That's oh, true. I have pieces A and B. What's C? So you're so focused on what's C, but the crucial piece is the squareds. Uh, and you're not even paying attention to that like because you don't even know it exists. And yeah. if you don't know, you can't question um but yeah let's move on more <laughs> with with uh and finish up this flat or not flat earth <laughs> hollow earth theory so yeah so after uh admiral bird claimed that he had found this hole in the south pole and flew into it and found this advanced race you know of beings and was kind of quieted well since then this whole hollow earth theory for the most part most people obviously don't buy into it um, it's not something that is just like, oh yeah, this is like a really high probability that this is true, but mm-hmm. it still does move forward in some circles. So there still is, as we've talked about earlier, kind of like the whole idea that the basic thought is now that yes, the earth is hollow, but it has these holes, at the poles, and you can go inside and there's a sun in the middle. One has like a half of it's a light side, half of it's a dark side, as we talked about earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, so they mean like a sun, sun, like an actual star or something, I guess. But I think that itself would cause all like, I would almost I think mean, if when you it, had like a sun just constantly pumping out, I mean, if it's like an actual star, it'd be pumping out energy, mm-hmm. right? And that has to go somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, Which I'm is, sure they would try to explain it as in like, well, that energy just gets dissipated because volcanoes erupt or I don't know. I'm sure they could come well, up with a reason. If it, if it's heating the interior in that much to make volcanoes erupt, hot liquid magma, then all the people inside are dead because they're hotter than the hot liquid magma. That's, That's erupting. True. It's almost like even if it was like a, you pictured it as like a steam pot or something like that. Yeah. Like a kettle. That's it's just getting hotter and hotter, like all this pressure building up in there. Like it would eradicate any life, like that yeah. is on the interior of the Earth's crust, as opposed to like the law of thermodynamics. It's yeah. the steam that's coming out is less hot than what's on the inside, <laughs> and the steam coming out was pretty damn hot. Yeah. Well, I agree, Al. There is a lot of holes in this theory, <laughs> but. <laughs> two to be exact so i'm trying yeah as a, like i'm trying to just give all like the well no you're i know you're well, playing devil's yeah. advocate and then i'm just like, giving but more or less like giving the reasons yeah. and thoughts that they have or things that have been documented yeah. um but at the same time there's way more things like you said that can disprove uh, these theories than there are things that obviously prove the theory is correct right like if there was actual sun that was half lit that could not work in 
nuclear physics. Yeah. You, it, <laughs> it would have to be a sphere that's lit on all sides for it to be a sun. That's, yeah. It would be hard to have like a half, yeah, half sun, half moon or something. <laughs> <laughs> like all in one entity. Um, but there's, I mean, in current day, we just talked about the beliefs, but there's a guy by the name of Clough um, who believes some additional things. And I'm just going to kind of breeze over those really quick. And if you have any comments on them, uh, let me know. But Clough believes that the hollow earth is a lush tropical paradise that houses an advanced, an advanced race of humans slash aliens slash giants. So that's exactly how it was written. So I don't know if that means he believes that there are humans, aliens and giants, or if he's just saying like, it's like, some kind of race and he does, but he doesn't know if they're humans or aliens or giants inside there, inside the earth. Um, the inhabitants are the descendants of ancient races, such as the lost 10 tribes of Israel. So he believes that at some point in time, people from the outer crust actually made their way to the inner crust Mm -hmm. and started this society or this new home, right? Within Mm -hmm. the inner earth. Um, he believes that the people in the inner earth Wait. are, <laughs> yeah, of the perfect. Can, should we just call it the upside down? <laughs> oh, I mean, if there is like an it's actual kidding. sun down there, it's probably pretty is pretty ashy. <laughs> <laughs> so he also believes that uh, the people that live down there are very peaceful and and obviously like we said before they're extremely advanced they're way more advanced than us they already have flying saucer technology the one thing i thought was interesting is that they continually mention flying saucer technology so mm-hmm. it's like the most advanced thing i think that they can think of is flying saucers so i mean maybe partially because some of this was all created like in the 1900s and maybe that really was kind of like what's the yeah. most advanced thing we can think of and they're like Wait, when was this in the 1900s? This say, well, this is current. This is current times. Oh, that this guy uh, Clough. This is what he believes, and this is kind of like what he preaches, right? Um, so they have that technology, but because they're so advanced um, and they live perfect, like life in perfect health, mm-hmm. they actually live a lot longer than we do. So the people that live on the inner Earth actually can live for hundreds of years as opposed to like our average life expectancy is like 70 something years. I want to move there. Yeah. I mean, if it was real, yeah, we should. (laughs) Um, but also in addition to the fact that they live perfect, have perfect health. And I think part of it is because they found a way that like, like on the outside, we're polluting, um, our atmosphere. We're doing all these things that are causing problems to make it so that we cannot live perfect health lives. Right. Um, perfectly healthy lives. But inside, maybe they have found a way that they basically can. And plus, it's kind of almost like a science experiment in, in my head where they're like, we found a way. Like, we can contain everything because it's all, like, within the earth, you know? Mm-hmm. So if we just control everything inside of here, then we can create uh, control all of the variations that could potentially cause people to get sick and stuff, I guess, is maybe their thought. Um, also, because they live so long and all the conditions are are ideal for life um they believe that the animals down there are extremely large the trees down there can grow to be like a thousand feet tall because Mm -hmm. they have like everything is like perfect conditions and humans down there can grow to be like 15 feet tall so they're just they are in essence giants like they're a much 
bigger, healthier, vibrant race or, or life that lives down there than uh-huh. lives on the surface of the planet. Um, but this Clough guy, the thing, after all of that, um, in the end, he is convinced that, because he's tried to set up a bunch of expeditions himself to go find the Sims holes. Mm-hmm. And every time he does, something happens. Someone ends up dying in a car accident or someone gets cancer or whatever. And it ends up causing them to have to cancel their expeditions to go. So he is convinced that this is all the doings of what he calls the international banking conspiracy. So the banks, I guess he thinks that international banks are all conspiring to stop anybody from being able to discover the truth about this other uh, race or this Why? the inner earth. Um, pro- well, what is maybe that goes back? To, have to do maybe that? that goes back to the whole idea of Sims when he originally was like, "Well, I'm going to set up this entire like oh, trade and this economy, yeah. so maybe like the international banks don't want anyone else to know about this lucrative opportunity, and they already have all their stuff in place, so they are trying to keep everyone else from discovering that this other world basically." exists on our earth mm-hmm. right so and now they can trade with bitcoin and not be traced yeah not, it's not so maybe back they to- really are the creators of bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> and they're the ones behind the whole thing um so that's kind of what he believes that's the whole theory in a nutshell of where we stand today um just a couple of interesting side theories that have to do with hollow earth that I thought were kind of interesting or could go down another rabbit hole, but we won't necessarily dig into those right now is, uh, there's the theory that Hitler and the Nazis actually made a deal at the end of world war two because they knew about the people on the inner earth. So they made a deal with them and then they came and picked them up in, um, flying saucers and took them back and let them live in the inner earth. And so that's where Hitler and the Nazis actually really went. Let me just tell you, Hitler was a very busy man in his day. (laughs) (laughs) All of the theories. He was doing a lot. (laughs) Actually, that might be an interesting, like, list is just go through, like, okay, these are all of, this is what Hitler was apparently up to between, like, these two years span, like this two uh-huh. year span. Cause like it's, a lot of it does come <laughs> back true. to just like that last couple of years of his life. Like, mm-hmm. and see if you could, some man uh, really be involved in all these different things. <laughs> Where does he find the time? <laughs> but uh, that's a good point. That's funny. Um, again, we talked about it. They believe that there's flying saucers within the earth. So people will claim that these flying saucers can go from pole to pole like extremely fast so that's traveling just directly through the center of the earth right and they're mm-hmm. just popping out they can pop out in the north pole they can pop out the south pole and and travel that way um and then finally there's a facet that believes that the uh, the inhabitants of the inner earth are actually the descendants of the people that were from the lost city of atlantis so they can tie the lost city of atlantis to this inner or hollow earth theory and saying that those people actually moved to the center of the earth and that's where they ended up Mm -hmm. when they disappeared. So that's just a few of the other theories that are kind of tied to the hollow earth theory, uh, that you could explore if you were so inclined to do any of those pop out to you, but any of those theories pop out to you. 
to like to dig deeper in or just intrigue you or make you be like hmm i mean yeah i got, i mean i definitely want to dig deeper and like see what it like dig deeper into their physics or their scientific explanations of how the system works yeah even like i think even deeper like if you can find 800 mile thick crust that will um account for all the gravity on both the sur- the outer surface and the upside down world yeah i mean you know there's information out there that disproves all of this um as far as from like a scientific uh point of view mm-hmm. but i i didn't see much and probably because you can't really um prove that this works like closest i could see is from what Haley found and his description of like okay there's these four concentric circles one inside of another they're all spinning in different directions and somehow this all this activity and mass moving around is what's causing the gravity and the like i said the atmosphere and the electromagnetic field to stay around the earth mm-hmm. um how the actual path how, of that works i don't yeah. know i didn't i don't see get how that would that. create gravity yeah and so like if that's something if you can dig into that maybe i'm sure there's Unless, more dense material on that kind of stuff than like I dug into. Um, mm. I was looking for more surface level ancillary, th- ancillary, 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 yeah, yeah items. Um, more of just trying to understand like what they believe. Yeah, right. Unless he's talking about it would create gravity if you were on the insides of those shells that are spinning, and then yeah, like, using centrifugal, you know, force. centrifugal force. Yeah. I could see that, and maybe that's what it was that he was really describing. Because I think, but then even at the poles, you're not going to have that centrifugal por- force creating the gravity, right? Only at the equator. But if you're at the pole, it's just in the same spot, so you would just fall. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I don't. I mean, I'm sure that he has a lot more in depth. Maybe it's something that you can actually look up his yeah. essay. Um, and see what you can find on that. It would be interesting. Um, but as far as things, and we talked about this um, already, so we won't touch on it too much. But yeah, like the iron core is, and the molten mag. Um, what would you call it? Like the core with the molten, the mantle, the mantle. Or yeah, something? Um, is what actually. Or the yeah, the inner core, the outer core, and then the, the mantle. mantle. But that is actually what causes the Earth to be able to maintain a, an electromagnetic field. Yeah. Without that, we wouldn't have an electromagnetic field. So this is kind of like exhibit A on why it's very hard to believe that the hollow Earth theory could actually be real is because if if it wasn't for the fact that we have this electromagnetic field and an atmosphere, mm-hmm. then the Earth would just be scorched by solar radiation and would it would be uninhabitable. Yeah. Like people would not be able to live on Earth. It would just basically be the scorched planet, right? Yeah. Um, so that's one of the reasons that right off the bat you can kind of discredit or dis you know this whole theory. Um, another, and this isn't a theory discrediting anything per se, but they're just saying like, hey, okay, let's say that the Earth actually was completely hollow. So mm. like we're removing like their saying that there's a sun inside of it, yeah. right? But if it was really just this crust of the earth and the rest was completely hollow and you were to just jump inside, well, the gravity would be cancel each other out because you would have the same amount of mass on all sides of you, right? 
And so because of that, you would just float around aimlessly once you fell inside the middle of the earth. Like you would just, you wouldn't stick to anything. You would just float mm-hmm. forever until you died. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cause, cause of the way that the gravity w- would work. But then also let's say you go back to your thought, but this is, this is the same kind of thing is if you really just had an earth that was hollow and had all the mass on the outside and had this crust, it would just collapse in on itself and it would keep doing that until it was like a solid mass. Yeah. Cause it's just, that's just not how things work. They don't want to just maintain like this empty shell. Right. So like ultimately it would collapse in on itself and then, you would not have a hollow earth anymore. Um, and then we did yep. touch on the fact that exactly like you said, only 0.4% of the earth's mass is mm. contained in the crust. So if it was only the crust, then that 0.4% of mass would not be nearly enough to keep you or I or really anything on the surface of earth. We would all literally just float off into space yeah. because there would be, almost no gravitational pull exactly yeah what were you gonna say i was gonna say like unless you unless the earth's crust was made out of some like super duper futuristic strong material that could somehow like support its itself like it was just sturdy enough or strong enough but we know what earth's crust is made out of yeah it's not made out of (laughs) any super duper strong futuristic material it's, or else it's we rock would, and dirt and yeah. <laughs> or else we would just be building our skyscrapers like ten miles high out of regular bricks. Yeah. No, I agree. Like and, and no like alloys and man made type um materials. Yeah. And there's I'm sure a lot more I mean, things out there that you could just discredit or disprove this theory with. I was going to also. But this was just like a handful of what I saw right off the bat. Um, Yeah. And did you have another one that you were. The only other one I was going to bring up was uh, the tectonic plates that kind of rely on the idea of the continental um, plates floating on top of the molten magma or mantle. Is it, I think, is it the mantle? I mean, there is a mantle. Is that what the like liquid magma part is? Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. think so. But, but I mean, yeah, because otherwise so you're it, basically saying that these things are just shifting on their own um, on top of just like thin air, I guess, yeah. but, instead of being like dragged along by the yeah the spinning. But you would almost think that if that was the case, if it was brittle enough to just be like shifting and moving like that then yeah. once again that would prove that it should just collapse in on that's itself that's true that's true um because it wouldn't be this super strong material that would not yeah. collapse like you said that like we have like giant fissures in um called fault lines that are like it's the eggs already cracking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's about to collapse in on itself. That's true, but I'm sure it happened a long time ago. Yeah, so, but that's the uh, flat Earth or not? Flat, I keep saying flat Earth. We did an episode on flat Earth <laughs> already, but this is the uh, the end of the hollow Earth theory. So, if you guys have any questions, 
if you guys have anything to add to this, if I got anything wrong, maybe you are a hollow earthist and I'm misrepresenting uh, what you believe in, then let us know. Uh, hit us up at our various social media platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Uh, all of them, you can just look up Q Code Podcast. Um, find us there. We have a website that Alan has set up so you can leave comments and even an audio comment on at www.qcodepodcast.com. Um, is there any other platforms that I missed out on, Alan? I guess you could email us at qcodep at gmail.com. We're just, I'm just trying to give everyone as many opportunities to. Uh, <laughs> Like maybe you like or like I reached out to you on social media, I AM'd you, I hit you up on your website and I can't get a hold of you there. Somehow I was able to Google your phone number and I can't get a through to you. So try the email your phone number. Try the email then. Because I'm sure there's so many people that are just having the hardest time. So we're just giving you plethora of opportunities to contact us. Yep. Uh, so we don't miss miss any questions or thoughts or concerns that you may have about the Q Code podcast. But before we uh, end, Al, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I think that's it. All right. So for Alan and Danny and the missing Trav, we will see you next week. Bye.